Let's turn tonight Acts chapter number 16. Acts chapter number 16. It has been a wonderful day in church already. And I'd hate to go to church and not know that I had been to church. And uh, I'm certainly thankful for what uh, we enjoyed this morning and then tonight. Uh, ladies, excellent job. Wonderful job. Uh, and I, it is evident that Brother Ron has spent much time with you, training you. And uh, but great job this evening. And uh, I'm certainly, and I will ask the, uh, uh, usually we don't have extra music, but uh, since Jason and Jessica were in town, I uh, said, I told Brother Stanley, I said, I want your family to sing again tonight. And uh, so I enjoyed uh, hearing them again tonight. And pray for Jason and Jessica. They're over halfway on their uh, deputation. Where are we at? 59%. And so keep praying for them. And I know they leave next Monday to go on a survey trip to Spain. And they'll be over there for several weeks. So pray that God will give them the direction of exactly where uh, He would have them start uh, when they get over there. And so pray for them. And I just pray for all the things going on. And uh, thank you for uh, singing Happy Birthday to my wife. And I appreciate your prayers for her and uh, what you do for us as a family. And I I certainly am able to do what I'm able to do because of her, and I appreciate her and pray for her. She doesn't say a lot about it, but uh, her health, she's struggled some with her health, and she uh, has to deal with that. And I appreciate your prayers, and I appreciate her faithfulness, and uh, what, of course what she means to me. Uh, but Father is like, are you going to call her up here? I says, I'm not calling her up here. I have to go home with her. I am not calling her up here. I And I'm not afraid to, to admit that. I am more afraid of calling her up here than I am to admit that I was afraid to call her up here. And so uh, I had nothing to do with that, babe. Nothing to do with that at all. Uh, it's been a good day. Acts chapter number 16. I have a thought I want to leave with you tonight. And uh, isn't God's word so good? And uh, I am, I, it just amazes me. Uh, I've grown up in church my whole life. I was saved just shy of my fifth birthday, called to preach when I was six years of age. I have the testimony of being a preacher's kid, being in church. I'm thankful for that. Uh, but the Bible never gets old. Uh, there's, there's not new truths in the terms of a new day, but there's things that you discover uh, that you just have skipped over. And so uh, it, is, it is always meeting the needs of God's people. And so I want to leave you with a thought. <clears throat> I thought about saying I want to leave you with a quick thought, uh, but you all know me better than that by now. Uh, but, I, but I do. I know we've had some extra music, some extra things. I want to give you time after the service uh, to go by the college table and, uh, and, and fellowship a little bit. And, uh, but I do want to leave you a thought that I think is an important thought for us to remember. We've been going through the book of Acts, and so much in the book of Acts is a pattern for the church, uh, is a pattern for the New Testament Christian. And this ties in with our Wednesday night uh, series, but I have no interest in the new things that are coming out today. I have no interest in new ideas of how to do church. I have no interest in that. The old Bible is still where we get our faith and practice from. And I tell people, and, where's the night? and you know, I've heard, you've heard me say, we're so old-fashioned, we still meet in a tent. I mean, where's, that's how old-fashioned we are. Uh, but um, I don't get discouraged. We will not stay there forever. But um, uh, I'm thankful for the Word of God. <clears throat> Tonight I'm going to leave you with an important thought, an important truth. 
that, that, that we need to remember. Uh, we need to keep hold of it. I'm going to read one verse. Uh, we're obviously, we preached this morning towards the end of Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas in that prison, and how God delivered them, and how your trial is not just all about you. Uh, it's about those that are around you. We're in the ministry of the Apostle Paul. We're seeing what God is doing. There's an important thing I want you to see in verse number 6. Now, when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. I want you to notice that phrase there, were forbidden of the Holy Ghost. To do what? To preach the word. To preach the word. Tonight, the thought I want to leave with you, and what I want you to think about, is when the Holy Ghost says no. When the Holy Ghost says no. We want to have enough faith and character and strength and excitement for when the Holy Ghost says yes. What about when the Holy Ghost says no? Is God God? Yes, God is God. Is the Holy Ghost part of the Trinity? Absolutely He is. And there are times when the Holy Ghost says no. Let's think about that this evening. Father, I pray that you'll take the time we have. I pray that I'll uh, preach exact, exactly as long as you'd have me to preach tonight. I pray that I'll be able to get the thought off across uh, clearly, concisely. Uh, Father, I pray that you'll help your people tonight. You've been so good to us. Uh, you've blessed so much uh, this morning. And then already this evening, my heart is full from all of the music, the fellowship, just the obvious Spirit of God in this place. And Father, I pray now for just the next few minutes uh, that the Holy Spirit would empower me as I preach. Uh, may the truth be real to us. May we, we grab a hold of it and we keep it firmly in our heart. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I remind you that Jesus has commissioned uh, His disciples, His apostles, to take the gospel to the world. The Apostle Paul, you know his testimony by now. You know uh, how what a greatly man of God uh, that he was, how God had empowered him and used him. And now they have been set apart by the same Holy Ghost and have been commissioned by the Holy Ghost out of the church and as, we, as we looked at in Acts chapter number 13. And, and now they are going from city to city and town to town and village to village and, and, and people are coming to Christ and, and, and and they're turning these places upside down because of the preaching of the gospel. You find in the heart of these men, as we saw in the message this morning from the end of this chapter, there's something in the heart of these men that has them press on to preach the Word of God. You and I, sometimes we're intimidated to pass out a gospel track, and these men are going into village after village, city after city, that have been dominated by pagan worship and practice, and boldly preaching the Word of God. And we find here the, the zeal that they have. Wouldn't you like to have the zeal of the Apostle Paul? Don't you want to keep your song when you're in the middle of the prison? Don't you want to have the zeal to go from one place to the next? And don't you want to see God work in your life? And it is a wonderful thing to, 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 to do the work of God and then walk away from it and say, I think God used me. I think God used me in some capacity to be a blessing to somebody 
somebody else over there. Get the gospel. From the greatest feeling in the world is open the word of God is showing how Jesus died on the cross for all men's sins and how a sinner who who was who was like you were one day before you got saved, bow their head and trust Christ as their Savior and walk away from that and say, I think God just used me to change somebody's eternity help change somebody's eternity from hell to heaven. The thing that God would use us. I'm thankful that I pastor a church with some zeal. I'm thankful that I pastor a church that isn't interested in what it's done for the last 30 years, but wants to look ahead to what it can do in the next 30 years. I am thankful for zeal. I am thankful for, for a desire to get the gospel around the world. How it fills my heart that as, as we have church here, there are men literally standing around our nation and around the world uh, who were reached in, in this ministry and are pastoring in in other places, what a joy to have a church say, hey, God is still moving and God is still calling from among us. I pray often God please send forth laborers to honor us by reaching in here and calling ours out. We find when the Holy Spirit of God moves, it is a clear move. It is something that we must pay attention to. Often, some will come to me as a pastor and say, Pastor, will you pray about this? And let me first say before I get into the truth, I want you to go home with, there are some things that the Holy Spirit has already spoken about that we don't have to discuss. If it is found on the, in the pages of this book, there's no need to discuss it. There's no need to wonder, is, do we do this? Do we not do this? The Holy Spirit has been clear. Uh, he writes in the Scripture, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. We don't have to discuss that, do we? We know what we're supposed to be on the first day of the week. We know what we're supposed to tell others about uh, a coming Savior. There are some things that there's no need for us to discuss. There's no need for us to talk about. It is clear the Holy Spirit of God has already moved, has already spoken. There are some things that it takes us spending time with God and allowing the discernment that comes from the Holy Spirit to know a direction in our life. To know the next move in our life. I love it when the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost of God calls someone to the ministry. I love the fact that again this fall roughly uh, 20 young people will train be go, go be in Bible college training for the ministry. Uh, well, that, that, that is a wonderful thing. I love it this morning. We had young men walk the aisle and make public their call to preach. Their call to the mission field. Well I love it when you can see and you can sense the Holy Spirit of God. And by the way I'll just throw this out there. Tell me I wasn't surprised because you can sense the moving of the Holy Ghost of God. You can sense what the, what the Holy Spirit is doing. I love it when the Holy Spirit does that. I love it when I get some dreams and some goals. I've been known to do that from time to time. You say, why would you come up with 32? Because I didn't think you could handle all 64. So we stopped at 32. I love it when... So this is what I believe the Lord wants us to do. And, and you pray over it and you fight. I love it when God gives the green light and says, go. And you say, how are we going to do it? I, he says, 
says, I'll take care of the details. Just go. Just do it. Just step out by faith. Where I get excited when the Holy Spirit is involved in something and you know He's involved in something. You know the direction that He is sending. But you know it's important when the Holy Spirit moves that you act. For those young men, I'll use them as an example again, for them to answer the call of God and say yes. It's a crucial decision for them to make. Crucial for them to surrender to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Just as it is that which the Holy Spirit has already spoken on, it is crucial for you and I to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Friend, you and I need to understand something, and you and I need to be reminded of something, that sometimes the Holy Ghost says no. Sometimes He says, I don't want you to do that. Sometimes it is different than what you and I had planned. You say, well, what Paul, what they wanted to do was a great thing. Verse number 5 tells us churches, more churches were established in the faith and increased in number daily. Imagine the ministry that God had given these men. And the Holy Spirit of God had empowered them. The Holy Spirit of God had sent them. The Holy Spirit of God had enabled them. And something unusual happened in this ministry with momentum. This ministry, with zeal, they wanted to go to Asia to preach the gospel. And the Holy Spirit of God said, no. Wait a minute. They wanted to go and do a good thing. There were untold millions of lost souls hanging in the balance in Asia. And that is where their heart's desire was. They wanted to take the same pattern and they wanted to do it in, in Asia. That Verse number 5, the church is established in the faith. They wanted that to be done again. But what did the Holy Spirit of God do? He said, no. Christian, you and I need to be reminded, and this is the truth. I'm going to give you four quick things in just a moment of what to do when the Holy Ghost says no. But you and I need to be reminded that sometimes He says no. Sometimes He says, that's not what I want. And remember this, it's just as important that we listen to the Holy Spirit when He says no, as it is when He says go. Many a Christian has not lived a joyous, victorious Christian life because when they were younger, God said go, and they said no. They said, I'll do something else and I can still serve God in another capacity. True, but you'll never know the joy of being in the will of God. God said go, and they said no. That's why mom and dad, if, if God uh, is reaching your home and calling your children to the ministry, or put, a touch of, put His touch on them and call them to do something for Him, you better not get in the way of that because you are going to be, 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 be guilty of hindering their, their joy, hindering their peace, 
hindering what they could accomplish for God because when the Holy Spirit of God, as we read in Acts chapter 13, it was the Holy Spirit that set apart the Apostle Paul and those men. It was the Holy Spirit who called them. And when he says, go, you better not say no. Christian, this is the other side of that coin that we don't always like. When the Holy Spirit says no, we better heed the leading of the Holy Spirit just as we should heed Him when He says go. I can point to men who left to go into ministry when the Holy Spirit told them not to go into the ministry. But, but it's a good thing. Pastor, I'm going to do this instead of this. And I think this is what we ought to do. But it can be a good thing. You can either have good intentions, but you better be sensitive to the Holy Spirit of God. What do you do when the Holy Spirit says no? When the Holy Ghost says no? I'm going to mention four simple, quick things. Then we're going to point something out to you, and then we'll be done tonight. First of all, the first thing you do when the Holy Spirit says no is you submit. Christian, you'll do a lot better off in your Christian life. You'll be a lot happier. You'll have a lot less frustration. Every time the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, you do it. Let's start with this book right here. Uh, Authored by the Holy Spirit of God. If the book speaks it, there's no discussion. You know the most unhappy Christians and young people listen to me. No matter what they post on Facebook, no matter what they, they put on Instagram, no matter what they tell you when you bump into them out there, if they're away from God, they're not as happy as they tell you they are. They don't have the peace that they tell you they have because you cannot have the peace as a child of God with the Holy Spirit of God inside of you being in conflict with the book that the Holy Spirit wrote. A divided house cannot stand and he is not going to bear witness against himself. He is not going to give a child of God a license to go against the Word of God and you better be sensitive to the Holy Spirit of God and when he instructs something, you submit to it. That's why when there's a church service and the Holy Spirit of God speaks to your heart and you know He's speaking to your heart about something, you better not tell Him no. We ought to be, we ought to be humbled that He would even acknowledge us. Then to have Him come back and have Him come back and to not surrender and submit to that then whatever the Holy Spirit does in your heart, in your life, what you have to do is you have to submit to it. And there might be another young man here who, who you know that God has been working in your heart and you, you have to submit, you submit to it. But let me also tell you, when you have something that you want to do, and, and I think a lot of Christians end up out of the will of God, inside the house of God, because they have made up their mind, this is the way I want to serve God. This is the way I see myself serving God. This is the way my life is planned. And the Holy Ghost says, no. I've been there. What do you do? Submit. Is God God or not? Is His ways above our ways or not? Are we doing this for Him or for us? 
sometimes the Holy Ghost says no. But what if I don't do it? People are going to die and go to hell. If the Holy Ghost says no, you better not be out of the will of God. Your kids may go to hell. Your grandkids may not get the gospel. You say, oh, pastor, you're being dramatic. I'm not being dramatic at all. It is that serious when the Holy Ghost of God puts a stop sign in front of you. Even when you're trying to do a righteous thing, even when you're trying to do a good thing, here is the Apostle Paul. I would dare say none of us are as good a Christian as the Apostle Paul. None of us have had the ministry of the Apostle Paul. Yet there is a time in his ministry when he was something he wanted to do for the cause of Christ, and the Holy Ghost said no. Sometimes the Holy Ghost says no just to see if we will submit. First thing you do is you submit. Second thing you do is you ought to pray. I know it's pretty simple, but pray. If there's something that I have in my heart that I'm going to believe for God, and then God tells me no, God is not off base, I am. God has not missed it, I've missed it. It's simple, but we miss it. Well, I want to do this and do this. And I tell you, I have been there and God said, that's not what I want. That's not what, I, what you need to do. So you first submit. Then what do you do? I need to pray a little more to, to get the mind of God. I need, to, I need to spend more time with Him so I know what He wants me to do. It's amazing to me when Christians can come and they can say, Pastor, I've got all of this laid out and they have no prayer life. You can't have direction without God involved. When He says no, submit. When He says no, pray. You find if we were to keep reading, you find that God changes the direction, but it comes through the submission of the Apostle Paul. Could good things have happened if he had gone on anyway? Was Paul still going to preach the same gospel? Paul still going to tell others about a risen Christ. But can you go against the Holy Ghost of God and still have the power of the Holy Ghost? But I don't want to do anything without His power. If, if, if I, I, I don't want to walk to this pulpit without the, the, the power of the Holy Ghost being in direct conflict with what He has instructed, with, in direct conflict in what He has said. Friend, let me remind you, I used the illustration of winning somebody to Christ earlier. That's not my personality. It's not your personality. It's the Holy Ghost of God that does the saving. And I would hate to have grieved the Holy Ghost of God to the degree where He could not work through me to share that gospel. So when we have to Submit, then we have to pray. You have to get in, be in seasons of prayer to find out exactly what God wants. Sometimes, parents, you get in the conflict. You look for principles in the Bible, and it, and it would be much easier if God had written your kids' names in there and said they shouldn't do this, but they should do this. Sometimes to get the mind of God so that you have Holy Ghost discernment, you've got to spend time in prayer so that you can truly empty yourself of all of your goals, all of your ambitions, all of your thoughts, so that you can get on the same page with God. Thirdly, and I move on, after you submit, after you pray, when the Holy Ghost says no, what do you do? You just serve. You just serve. We, we, we all, 
probably have faced something like this. There's something that we think we would like to do for God. A good thing. Or we have dreams for our kids. This is what I want God to do with my kids. This is how I want to serve. Pastor, why, 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 do you, why don't you want me? I want you to do this. Or, well, this is what I want to do. And sometimes we get disappointed. And, and sometimes it's almost like we get upset at God because He tells us no. But yet, does God have our best interest in mind? Absolutely. Is His ways above our ways? Absolutely. And there, there, there are things we look at when our children are young and they ask us for things and we say no and they get upset because they just don't understand. And you say, look at them, if, if you weren't so stupid, you would know why I told you no. You're not supposed to say stupid from the pulpit. If you weren't such an idiot, you would know what... They haven't lived long enough to know what Dad knows. They do, they understand. And sometimes the best thing that has ever happened to a Christian is for the Holy Ghost to say no. I'm not talking about going and serving this world. The Holy Ghost has already spoken on that. I'm talking about good things. I'm talking about noble things. I'm talking about I trying to help people and reach people. Sometimes the Holy Ghost of God says no. And He is still going. What are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to, are, do you let your children pout when you tell them no? You shouldn't. No, you know, there's certainly a lot of Christians, I think, they sit in churches and they're pouting because they think they should serve God in this way. They think they should have been able to do this. I know a lot of preachers who they're not necessarily bad men. I believe they have good hearts, but they have, have allowed uh, the devil to use a no from the Holy Ghost of God because there's dreams they had and things they wanted to do and churches they wanted to pastor and things they wanted to do. And God said, no, this is what I designed you to do. This is what I, I want you to do with your life. And they should just faithfully serve. God told you no, and, and I don't know what He might have told you no about. But there's something in your heart, this is what I like to do, and God just won't give me the green light on it. You've got to remember to submit. You've got to remember to spend time with God in prayer. And then what do you do? You just serve God where you are. It is an honor to serve God. It is a privilege to serve God. Every person that sang in the choir this evening, and for those of you that are left still in the choir left tonight, it is an honor and a privilege to sing in the choir at the Emmanuel Baptist Church. That is serving God. Right now there are ladies in the, in the ministry over there, and I thank God for them. That is serving God. You stood in the Sunday school class today and say, Well, it's not what I had imagined. It's not what I had dreamed. You get to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Sometimes God keeps us from destroying our life. He keeps us from doing something before we're ready when He just says no. So what do we do? We just keep serving. Then what do we do? Number four. First we submit, we pray, we serve, and then we do. So what, what, what do you mean, Pastor? Look at verse number nine. 
And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed to him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. See, the reason why, Christian, sometimes the Holy Ghost of God says no is because He's got something different. He has a different direction that you know not of. See, this will help you too in, in, in understanding your pastor. If you work in the ministry, you see this much of what goes on in Emmanuel Baptist Church. The pastor sees everything. Some things I wish I didn't see, but I see, I have to look at the whole picture. And that, that, that is the way, see, all we see is this right here. Well, in my class, if we did this, in my class, if we, I don't understand what it was, there's a whole church that we've got to think of. There's a whole church that we've got to make sure their needs are met. There's a whole church to consider. We do that with the Word of God in our own life. We see this right here. We have a God in heaven who doesn't know a beginning, who doesn't know an ending. He has seen everything in the past. He knows everything in the future. He knows all. And we see this right here, and we don't understand why God has said no. We don't understand why the Holy Spirit has not given us a green light of what I want to do. And God says, I've got something different for you to do. I've got a different direction for you to go. So what do you do? You submit to the Holy Ghost. You get in your prayer closet so that you can get the mind of God. You just serve right where you're at. And then when it's time to do, that's what you go and do. You serve in your Macedonia. Whatever that is, you serve in your Macedonia. You might have had it and then your vision. God's going to let me do this. And I'm so thankful I've come to a church like the Emmanuel Baptist Church where I can serve God. And we're moving forward. But this is the way I dream of serving. And for some reason, the pastor, he, is not, he does not understand that these are the skills I have. This is the heart I have. I hate children. And where does he put me? In the children's church. He just does not understand. Oh no, I just don't like you. And I know you hate those kids that I put you over there. And that's not what I dreamed of. But you don't understand. There might be a, a young boy or a young girl in that group of kids that God has put you on this earth to reach to influence, to point towards Him. And what do you do? You just submit to God and say, God, you know what I don't know. And I'm just going to pray to get your mind. I'm going to serve right where I'm at. And when you're ready to give me my Macedonia, my heart will be where it needs to be. And I know you have something different for me to do. But you got to wait on Him. If you know anything about world history, this great country that we live in was settled by Europeans. Asia is the opposite way of Macedonia. God had a plan for the gospel to get where the gospel needed to get to. You realize you and I sit here today? You realize the gospel came to this great country? Not just because great men of the Bible like the Apostle Paul who went when they were supposed to go, but they didn't go when they weren't supposed to go. And then they were ready to go do what God wanted them to do. Friend, God knows beyond what you and I know. 
There's a lot of God's work that does not get done because when the Holy Ghost of God says go, somebody says no. There's a whole lot. There are, you say, but what are people, and I say this statement all the time, and I believe it's true, I believe it's God's will for every child of God to be a part of a, of a local New Testament Baptist church. So, well, what about those people who don't have it? Somebody didn't go. When the Holy Spirit said go, that's why there's such an emphasis here, there's going to keep, keep an emphasis here, of, of, of you've got to go. Our children, they've got to go. They've got to surrender. They've got to be willing. But there's some that God's going to say no. Don't you dare sit on the pews of the Emmanuel Baptist Church and enjoy what we have here if God has sent you and He plans for you to go to the other side side of the world. You better go. You better answer that call. Or you're going to be out. You're going to be in danger. You're going to be out of the will of God. You can preach the gospel. You can teach a Sunday school class. But if you know in your heart God has called you somewhere else, you better go. But friend, listen very, very carefully to me. You better, you better listen to the still small voice of the Holy Spirit of God because sometimes He puts a no when we want to go. Sometimes we want to do something else, and God says, this is what I want you to do, and sometimes I know parents can get bitter, because they want their child to do in the ministry, they want their son to be called, and they want that to happen, and God says, I've got another plan, and they will lie in the world, will God not use my child, when the Holy Spirit of God says no, you better be very, very careful to resist the Holy Ghost of God. Better be very careful. When he says no, not to submit to the Holy Spirit of God. I know what it's like to get ahead of God. It's a frustrating place. Your, your pastor is a man who is, if, if it can be dreamed, it's been dreamed. And I, I misled you a while ago. I used 64. It's not 64. That's a big number. It's 164, but that's beside the point. There's things I have a desire in my heart to do for my God, and He knows my God. He knows my heart. But there are some things He said no. Since that day, I can tell you there's some things that God has opened up. But if He had not said no to this, He couldn't have said yes to this. And my Macedonia was waiting on me. And what God wanted to do in my life is waiting on me. Where he wants to put my where he wants me to put my strengths and my emphasis and my energy, he's waiting on me. Then listen. When the Holy Spirit prompts you to do something, you better listen. You better act. You better follow through. But I close by reminding us of a verse of Scripture that not many Christians like. Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes we want to do because we feel like that's the only way we can give glory to God. Because it's what in our heart we want to do. Church, you know my heart. I want God to use this church. Not just here. But to send laborers around the world. 
I'm thankful for how He's done it. I have a good track record if I can say it like that in that area. But sometimes the Holy Spirit says no. I said, why don't we do this as a church? I prayed about it. And, and, well, why wouldn't we? Well, he said, no. You're not a very old man, but I'm old enough to know you get nowhere when you argue with God. It's not like he's going to change his mind. Now, like I preached Wednesday night, he will allow some things, but that's a much different thing than giving permission. The greatness of the Apostle Paul was not just in his zeal and his willingness to go, but it was also in his willingness to listen when the Holy Spirit said no. Simple thought tonight. Nothing profound. Friend, we need to be very, very sensitive to the whisper of the Holy Spirit of God. I believe, the, I believe we've had, this church has, had, has a history of great days behind it. Decades of faithfulness to reaching people to the Word of God. But I say this as sincerely, as humbly as I possible can. I believe God has for us even greater days. So what all does that mean? I don't know what all it means. So we just got to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. And if God says, go, we go. If God says no, then it's a no. And I'll make you a promise. One that I've made before. I believe the Holy Spirit of God wants you, somebody in your family, or something that the Holy Spirit wants them to do. I'll tell you. But I also love you enough to say I believe the Holy Ghost has said no. Some things He's already written down and they're no for all of us. There's some things you've got to pray about. You've got to, be, you've got to discern the Holy Ghost of God. And tonight, it's just a simple truth. Then what is it that you're not doing that the Holy Ghost of God, either through the, the, the written Word of God, the preached Word of God, through the, through the conviction of the Holy Spirit, is there an area of your life that you know that you need to surrender to God in? I, I would urge you tonight during the invitation time to surrender it. Is there an area that you're holding back that you know you shouldn't hold back? I would give that to God. But I think sometimes we need to surrender the things that we truly want to do that are good things and the Holy Spirit just says, no, that's not what I want for you. That's not what I want for you. That's not what I want for you. Why don't we trust God? Why don't we trust Him? He knows what you and I do not know. Simple thought that He put in my heart tonight. Father, I pray that You'll take the message. Use it as You would have it used. Father, I, I want to please You. I want the Holy Spirit to be pleased with me. I want to be on the same page with Him in my life. Father, I pray that the simple thought tonight, I don't know who might be struggling with this. There's, there's a dozen messages I could have preached from this chapter this evening. But this is the one you impressed upon my heart. I pray that it will help the person that needed the help. Maybe remind all of us. We may not be 
struggling with something tonight. We may not be praying for an answer tonight, but the day is going to come. We're going to have to search the Scriptures. We're going to have to get in our prayer closet. We're going to have to seek Your face and say, Holy Ghost of God, we need Your direction. This is what I think I should do. This is the direction I'm going to go. And we need to be sensitive enough to when the Holy Ghost says no, that we listen to the Holy Ghost of God. That's our invitation time. We stand to our feet. Our heads are bowed. Eyes are closed. The piano begins to play.